And welcome to Jan Carroll Publishing Podcast Bookmarked. We hope that you have followed us with our book blog, and we want to say thank you for tuning in to our podcast this week. We have a wonderful show in store. We have an interview with one of our authors, Julia Russo, and Julia has written a children's book, and it's perfect timing for the holidays, and this is Julia's first book. So we're real excited about doing the interview with Julia, sort of getting the story behind the story. And Draco has the privilege of doing the interview. So Draco, take it away. Hello, everyone. This is Draco here with Julia Russo. Julia is the author of Maggie the Cat Who Came Home for Christmas, an adorable children's book and one of our bestsellers. Julia's book makes the perfect gift for children. Plus, it's a holiday read that the whole family will absolutely love. Julia, why don't you tell us a little bit about the story? I would love that. Thank you so much. Well, it's a story about Maggie the Cat. And it's a story about little Wilhelmina Olive Blessing. And she goes up to her grandpa, Charlie Green's farm up in LJ, Georgia. He has an apple farm. And she brings with her her beloved little cat, Maggie. And Maggie meets Pip, the wonderful goat. And they go out to play. And what happens is Pip comes home, but Maggie doesn't. And so that starts the story. That is such an intriguing um, and, and I think very relatable synopsis and topic for young children and you know adults alike who have ever worried about a cat or worried about a pet that has escaped and you know not sure where they're going to be um i think that it definitely draws pet lovers of all kinds into this story so you know you mentioned wilhelmina how old is wilhelmina in the story i think wilhelmina is about Five, five and a half. And how long have her and Maggie, you know, do you have an idea of when she adopted Maggie? What is is her history with Maggie the cat? Well, she's just had Maggie for a little while. Um, And this is the first time she's ever bringing little Maggie up to Grandpa Charlie Green's farm. Is Maggie typically this mischievous at home or is she just kind of exploring her her new area? I think she's exploring. And I think because Pip came running out, she got excited to be with Pip. Right. Pip, the little goat. And yes, we mentioned that Grandpa Green lives in this mountainside farmhouse. You also mentioned in your author bio that you've spent many winters in the mountains yourself. What is it that kind of draws you to that very picturesque location? And why did you choose that for the the setting of your children's story? Well, um, you know, up there at the cabin, my husband and my little dog, Chloe, and my cat, 
kitty cat. We used to go up to the cabin. Oh, it's been like for 20 years. I live in Atlanta, but I spend a lot of time up in the cabin area. And I love it because it's cold. It sometimes snows. It has fall. It has changing leaves. It has tall trees. It has mountains. It has um, animals. Um, we don't have animals at the farm, but um, it's just a cozy, wonderful space. And um, it's always been a happy place. And so um, I decided that Wilhelmina would really enjoy being up at a farm with her grandpa. And I started to write the story about grandpa and grandpa kind of comes from a different, a couple of different characters. One, my grandpa, who was Grandpa Sam, and my friend, Charlie Green, um, who was an older gentleman in the neighborhood who used to grow apples and used to have pecans. And he actually um, used to work where he would bring a little goat to school so children could learn about how milk was produced. So anyway, those those two characters became Grandpa Charlie Green and Grandpa Charlie Green had this wonderful farm up in Ellijay. So really Grandpa Green is kind of uh this very inspired by real people and and um people that you care about character, right? Yes, absolutely. And and just the whole feeling of Grandpa Charlie Green and his relationship with Wilhelmina and with Maggie and with Pip is just all about love. And I think just from reading the book myself, I think that readers can definitely connect with that. He has a very, um, he is everyone's grandpa kind of vibe. And I think that is the sweetest thing. Um, I definitely, you know, as someone who has kind of a, a split family and, and multiple grandfathers. I felt a little bit of all of my grandfathers in Charlie Green and Grandpa Green. Definitely, I think that um, you wrote him so well, and, and all the family for that matter. I think that um, it is a very, it's a book that's very full of familial love, and that is just so sweet. So, so do you still spend winters in the mountains yourself with your family? Yes. I go up with my husband, Kent, and we will be going up Monday and we'll stay until Friday and we will bring with us our kitty cat Rigby and our kitty cat Linus. You mentioned in your in your author bio about your your two little cats as well. Did they help inspire Maggie? No, actually, Maggie came about, um, you know, Many, many years ago, about 25 years ago, my next door neighbor, uh, Kathy and Brantley, they had a little cat named Maggie. And one day Maggie ran away. And right near Christmas, Maggie came home. And I always said for years, one day I'm going to write a little book and it's going to be about Maggie, the cat who came home for Christmas. I think that is such a, a cool inspiration that you've taken notes from, you know, family members that you've had and friends that you've had, as well as notes from 
um, you know, family, friends, pets and, and family pets. I think that's so sweet. You also dedicated your book to um, your little dog, Chloe. Did Chloe have any forest adventures similar to Maggie? Yes. Um, Chloe used to love to go up to the cabin and run all around um, and just just absolutely loved it up there. Um, and, you know, it, it, I can talk a little bit about Chloe during writing of the book, if if that would be okay at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to love to hear more about Chloe. I'm a, I'm a pet lover myself. So. so kind of as to actually writing the book, it happened really, really fast because after years of thinking about it and thinking about Maggie who had run away and come home for Christmas, I thought to myself, you know what? I really should just write Maggie. And I did it. I mean, what happened is I had finally retired and I'd taken some time and a little bit of money to fix up my somewhat neglected home in Atlanta and make it really how I wanted my home to be for me. And then I thought, okay, now that I've done that, I've retired. Um, if I'm ever going to write Maggie, I better do it soon because Christmas only comes once a year. And if it's not ready by, say, March, then essentially I'll have to wait another year. So about that time, my little dog of 18 years had grown old and, and she was, you know, she was near the end. And I kept her real close to my side and close on a leash when walking outside when I was writing. And I didn't tell anybody that I was writing. I figured they'd all say, oh, my gosh, we're hearing about Maggie again. You've been talking about this Maggie forever. And my and I didn't tell anybody I was doing it. And finally, one day, my husband said, what are you doing? It's like you have this whole separate life, <laughs> a secret life. So anyway, Grace Metzer Forrest and I, Grace is the illustrator. We created this wonderful, multi-generational, happy and cozy world. And we would talk about how Maggie would, what she would say and how she would look and dress. And we thought, no poplin shirts for her. I mean, she'd always have boots. And um, and, th and then the farmhouse started out as an actual old house in a historic neighborhood near the train. Maggie became the sweet cat who visits Grandpa Charlie Green in Ella J. And as I mentioned earlier, Ella J is near the small cabin Kent, my husband, and Chloe and Kitty, and Kitty Cat and I spent a lot of cold nights in. So... Um, Writing was just an absolute joy and made me so, so happy. And I just really came to love the entire family. And of course, to love and cherish little Maggie and Pip. Right. And how did you and Grace connect and start talking about this? I know you said you, you hadn't even mentioned it to your husband. So how did you um, find an illustrator? And the illustrations, if I may say, are absolutely stunning. Um, they look beautiful. I think they add so much to the story. Well, that's a great question. And when I was in high school, I had a girlfriend named Mary Perone Davis. And she, um, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, wrote three beautiful little children's books, Mary and the Garden, Mary and the Fireflies. And on the cover were these beautiful illustrations. And there was the name Grace Metzer Forrest. So when I told the story about getting serious about actually writing the children's book, 
I recalled my friend who had written a book said, you need to send three illustrations with any book you send to a publisher. And so I said, okay, I need three illustrations. So I called Mary and I said, Mary, would it be all right if I called Grace to see if Grace would be available and willing to work with me? And she said, oh, I would love that. Please call Grace. So I called Grace. So what do I find out? that Grace has a junior farm and her junior farm has three big boy goats named Peter Parker, Logan and Steve Rogers. And we started talking and it was just a match. And so that's how I'm so honored to be working with Grace. So this book has really been a family and friends affair. And I think that is so sweet that it is very, it's a very familial story. It's a very loving story. And it's been very nourished by you and and all the friends and family that you've had kind of contribute, whether it be with inspiration or um, with illustrations or um, anything else that you, you needed for the story. And when it came out earlier this year, it was pretty quickly a bestseller. How did you feel seeing it top the charts like that? <laughs> I was pretty shocked. <laughs> um, it, was it a good yeah. shock? I hope. Uh, yes. I mean, I mean, I was like, oh my goodness. Um, and I, I think, um, I think that the fact that it was in several categories was real interesting to me. And one of the categories was garden. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Because we talk about apples and pecans. Um, it was placed into a garden category. And I really liked that. I think that's a very fitting category. The The farm is um, the setting of the story and the farm are so all encompassing. And I think it's, exciting and and very fitting that it it fell into that category and that um it was able to achieve bestseller status in that category that's so exciting um and you know what have your readers thought about it i know we've talked a lot about how you feel about the book but what what feedback have you received from readers and family members that have finally gotten it in their hands and and finally seen maggie come to life they seem to really like it especially my little neighbor down the street. He's about three and he, his mom sent me this video and it's so cute. It is him like laying in, you know, he's ready to go to sleep and he's got the book and he just says, Oh, I like Maggie, Julia. And it, it just warms my heart. <laughs> I know you mentioned in your author bio as well. And in the synopsis on the back of your book that you really hope readers will read the book aloud and read it aloud with their families. And uh, it sounds like you're definitely receiving that kind of feedback that it's a great read aloud book. Yes. And one of the things I did in my past was many, many, many years ago, I was a first grade teacher and I used to love to hear the kids read aloud. I just loved it. And so to hear children read aloud and even help along with their family, maybe if they don't know how to read yet. Like one of the things we did um, with uh, my nieces and nephews is we read the story together. And then I said, okay, when we go to call Maggie, you guys have to help. So they all said, Maggie, 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 four times. So they helped. 
And so even if they didn't know how to read yet, they helped. That is so sweet. I saw as well that you shared with me this morning, you have a book signing coming up. Do you have any plans for reading the book a little at the book signing or maybe a future book reading that you're hoping to do? Well, um, there may be a a short amount of reading um, there at the book signing in Blairsville, which I'm so excited about. Um, And what day again? It is coming up on the day would be, let me pull that up for you and I'll come back to that question in a sec. Okay. Um, I think you mentioned that it was a Saturday. I just wanted to double check for all our listeners here so they know where, if they're in your local area, where to find you and um, go and, and enjoy a little bit of Maggie and and get a copy directly from your hands, hopefully signed. Um, where, uh, what bookstore are you having that at? It's, it's Bookbound in downtown Blairsville, right on the square. And it's, uh, I believe it's the 25th, a Saturday. And um, it, I'm just so thrilled about it. And then I probably am going to have a couple of other events, but they're not really set yet on a day. Um, but one in Chambly and one in Brookhaven. That is so exciting. I, I think that with children's books, especially, and with a book like yours, where it's really um, geared towards reading the book out loud, book signings, book readings are the perfect place to connect with readers and and connect with children who will be just as excited about the story as you are. And especially during the Christmas season, perfect time to to be out and sharing Maggie with the world. But you know, aside from Christmas, you do mention there's a little teaser in the back of Maggie about the next adventures for Maggie and Charlie Green's farm and um, Wilhelmina and the whole family. Can you tell us a little bit about what's coming next? I would love that. Well, it's going to be called Pip's Thanksgiving Surprise. And Wilhelmina and Maggie go back up to Grandpa Charlie Green's farm to celebrate Thanksgiving. And one of the things that's going on at that time is down the road, they're building a new park for all the children. And there are these goats that are helping to clear the area for the park. And they're all working so, so hard. And one of the little goats is so little. And his name is Barney. And he's working so, so hard that he gets so, so tired and he falls asleep. And soon, We'll learn about Pips, who is the little goat, Pips Thanksgiving surprise. That is such an intriguing story as well. And I cannot wait to have that as a part of my Thanksgiving tradition next year. Do you have future plans for other holidays that Pip, Maggie, and Wilhelmina might be enjoying? I'm thinking um, after Pip's Thanksgiving surprise, maybe something on Valentine's Day, where they're going to go back up there again for Valentine's Day. That is such an exciting thing to hear. I'm glad that, that we have more in our future for Wilhelmina <laughs> and the whole family, especially on the farm. And we're excited to to see more from that. And it's good to know that you have plans and hopes for expanding the series I also wanted to mention to our listeners that this coming weekend, um, 
on today, actually Friday, November 10th through Sunday, November 12th, Maggie, who came home for the cat who came home for Christmas will be available for just 99 cents in the ebook version on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So anyone who wants to dip their toes in to see Maggie and see the whole family can get that ebook this weekend for just 99 cents. Plus, if you're looking for something under the tree for your friends and family with little ones, or if you just want a holiday read this December, we're having our Black Friday Cyber Monday special on November 24th through the 27th, where our entire online bookstore is 20% off with code Black Friday in all caps, no spaces. You can find the link to our bookstore and that code again in the description. I wanted to thank you again, Julia, for joining us and sharing some of Maggie's story and and how you wrote the story with me today. It's been a blast chatting with you and getting to know a little bit behind the scenes and getting a few teasers for what's coming. And I'm so happy you were able to join us on Bookmark today. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. And we'll We'll plan for the next one when Pip's Thanksgiving surprise comes out. Thank you, Draco and Julia. That was terrific. And, you know, Maggie the Cat, who came home for Christmas. I love this book. And I also love cats. Now, I do have two dogs, but my first indoor pet was a cat. And her name was Mia. And Mia was actually um, a shelter cat. I I sort of picked her up at the shelter. She had been abandoned and she was declawed and she obviously was not an outdoor cat. So we we bonded. I loved that cat. But one evening out on the deck, that's where she would eat her food sometimes and she disappeared. She was gone. And I called for her and I called for her. She never came. That night, I didn't get any sleep. I was so worried about her. So the next morning, pretty early, I was out on the deck, and I was sitting out on the deck, and I was drinking my coffee, and I was just sitting there just really sick, wondering, what am I going to do? How am I going to find her? And here comes Mia, strolling up the steps, right to the balcony, right to the deck, like, here I am, and I'm back, and I won't stray again. And she didn't. I sort of felt like she might have gotten into some trouble or gotten scared because she was not an outdoor cat. But I guess she went on an adventure, and she decided that was enough. That was a two-in-one, the first and last adventure that she would go out on. But I, I think you will enjoy Maggie the Cat. It's perfect for the holidays. And... As far as the reading age, I would think that um, six, seven, eight years old uh, could read the book, but it's a perfect book to read aloud and enjoy with um, the kids and with your children. It's a terrific book, cute illustrations. And so I think the, the reader age would probably be in that bracket around six, seven, eight, maybe nine years old. But you want to be able to share this book. It is entertaining. So I appreciate you listening to the podcast this week. I would like for uh, you to visit. I will encourage you to visit our website, Jan Care Publishing, 
with our books, and many of our books will be on special. We are running specials for uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday and th throughout the holiday season. So be sure and check out our specials on our website and also uh, the magazine, Voice Says and Speaking, Voice Magazine for Women. Our November issue is out. We did a great spotlight on Katherine Raker. You want to take a look at that online. It's a terrific article and lots of recipes, and it's just a good magazine. So please visit that on the website. And uh, we certainly hope to see you and next week. And please leave comments, feedback. We love to hear from you. So we appreciate you listening to our podcast and have a great week. Bye.